Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. They can taste it. They can feel it. They have it. The Philippines. Hold on. The Philippines. An earth-shattering result. A soul-crushing defeat for New Zealand. Bolden's goal after 24 minutes. The difference between the two sides. And the Philippines in their very first World Cup have beaten the co-hosts by one goal to nil. Well, some absolute passion. Absolute passion in that uh, commentary from uh, Daniel McCarty. You kind of felt like he was sitting on the bench for the football ferns. Uh, So from the ecstasy of Thursday to the bitter disappointment of last night, tournament sport can be a brutal beast, and the football ferns got a taste of that, surely, didn't they? They did everything but salvage a result against the Philippines, and now the trip to, to knock out football hangs in the balance, but importantly... They are still in control of their own destiny, at least. Emma Ralston is a professional Kiwi footballer, has been in and around the Ferns for a long time. A bit of a different feeling this morning, uh, Emma, after we spoke to you last time around. uh, Where for you uh, did it go wrong? And I say that because I believe that they would win last night. For me, they were favourites. Yeah, I think probably everybody came in with confidence that they could um, win the game based on the game against Norway. I think we just have to take our chances, unfortunately. Um, we're having, creating these chances, we're having possession, but at the end of the day, it just matters when the ball goes in the net. It is exactly right. So why aren't we converting our chances? Do we, are, we, are we panicking um, around the penalty area? Are, is it the last pass that's, that's uh, crucial to us? I mean, we, we do tend to have these these half chances, but we just we just seem to squander them. Yeah, we do. Um, it is. I think it's a hard thing to gauge um, what is the exact problem. I know we're creating these chances and we're getting into the right spots, but we're not finishing them at this point. Um, it just it can be a mental thing. It can just be on the day. I think. Our last pass, we need to execute slightly better and just make sure we're getting those runs into the box and kind of hitting the spots that we need to be hitting. So uh, we have to talk about it. Um, and I suppose on evidence, uh, it was offside. Um, but when you see her, her feet were so far onside and basically her forehead was an inch offside, it's just so cruel, isn't it? Yeah, it's so frustrating, especially for the girls. I know that would have been absolutely crushing for them um, especially a lot of them um, having Wellington family there as well um, but that that goal that offside was so unfortunate I think that's when the game gets you it's her feet are onside and to me I think that's the most important thing um, it was a brilliant goal uh, unfortunately it just didn't count 
Interesting. Uh, we made a change uh, at the break uh, with Chance and Longo coming on at half time. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did that signal to you about our performance to that point? What was what was uh, wrong that uh, Coach Klimkova uh, decided she had to do that? Uh, I think they just um, they're both quality players and they bring something different to the game. Uh, and by halftime, we weren't really taking our chances or creating what we needed to create to take the game to the next level. Um, I think bringing those two players on. Flea has so much experience in the game, has been in the team for the last 16 years, or since she was 16. Um, she she just provides the calmness around the ball, and she's great with her feet, and Liv Chance, amazing on the, on the wing to create chances for herself and for others, and I think we just needed something different and more dynamic to, to create the chances. So, it looks to me, um, with my amateur eye, uh, a lot of our uh, attack is based around the fact that we like to get balls into around the penalty spot and we use um, uh, Wilkinson um, and the, our taller players as target zones uh, to lay off from there. But uh, uh, is that right? Can we, can we play a bit more football on the ground and get penetration, you think? Yeah, absolutely. I think we just need to back ourselves a little bit more that we can create these chances and we are a world-class team. I think it's important that when you go out onto the stage against any team that you are um, playing football, like you are creating these chances and I've seen the girls do it. It's just about bringing that into a game, creating um, more penetrating chances as you say like we can create those chances through the back line make those runs I think it's easier to score a goal when the ball is on the ground as well Um, and sometimes I think we make it too difficult for ourselves by creating those 50-50 chances when we don't need to. Do you sense uh, last night um, because of their result against Norway do you feel as as if instead of the pressure being lifted off the football fans it actually intensified a wee bit with the level of expectation? Yeah, I do actually. I think like New Zealand loves being the underdogs. We like being able to prove that we can compete on the world stage. Um, I think after that game or halfway through the game, the next game sold out for them. So that added more pressure, but it also created a lot more support for the girls as well. And I think that support is going to be crucial for this next game. I think if everybody decides to hold off the bandwagon, that's gonna that's that one percent that can help the ferns create history and move through to the next round um, so I do think it's really important that everybody still gets behind them and, and gives them that support rather than laying it on thick So we conceded uh, just the one goal, the telling goal, um, what did you make of uh, that particular uh, that was the first chance actually on goal the Philippines had, yeah. where, where, do, where do we go wrong there? Honestly I'm, I'm unsure, I think it was a good goal scored by them but that's something that shouldn't happen especially at that point in the game when they had 16% position um, we should be clearing that we should be on our man in the box especially um, a free hitter shouldn't shouldn't come about especially in the 24th minute um, but yeah I'm not sure if the girls just a lapse of concentration or focus and a goal was scored Right, okay, um, we cannot um, leave this game without uh, some acknowledgement of uh, the Philippines going on as massive underdogs, but we were warned because their performance against Switzerland, or they lost uh, 2-0, um, just uh, gave a little hint that they might have something up their sleeves, and we are told, just like uh, we targeted them, 
they targeted us as the game they could win to create history. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that you can underestimate any team in this World Cup, and I think we keep seeing that with the results that are happening. We see Jamaica, France, Nilo. You know, it's this in the World Cup, anything can happen, and that's what I love about it. Um, and you see these teams competing against any team. It doesn't matter who you play. It just matters who turns up on that day. And if Philippines targeted us and we targeted them, then fair is fair. We both needed to go into that game with a clear mind and not underestimating the other team and take our chances when we could. And they did that, and they did play um, a quality game against Switzerland the other day. So, I mean, they've got Norway next, and anything can happen. But I do back the firms to, to create history, yeah. That's uh, okay, cool. Uh, we'll get on to that very second, uh, very shortly. Uh, uh, even though she copped a bit verbally, and um, most goalkeepers would have done as much as they could to take time off the clock last night. I- I'm pretty sure Vic Essen would have done the same thing at the other end. Um, McDaniel, what a save on uh, Grace Jolly. I know, yes. <laughs> I was so hoping that was going in. Uh, I mean, it was amazing to even be at the game, and it was just... As we just needed that goal. Um, it was a brilliant save, as you said. But, yeah, we just needed that, I think, and that would have given the fern so much more. Grace is great. Right, she creates yeah. so many chances up there. Oh, yeah. I mean, I can see why they put her on as well. I mean, uh, and I thought to myself, uh, if they're going to continue to um, put balls into the air around the penalty spot, I mean, uh, she is pretty much uh, as tall as Wilkinson, maybe taller. Uh, and a dual yeah. target might have been might have been quite uh, handy to have, but uh, it's by the by. We, I looked at the other game. Uh, you might not have had the chance to go through it fully. Uh, Switzerland and Norway, um, which was um, a pretty dull defensive affair. To be, f- I think Norway just dominated on points. But at this point, they haven't scored a goal in this competition, which uh, I find quite surprising. So, and the other scenario, Emma, which I find also interesting, and we see this in the Premier League that. Uh, in the last round of all, all of these games, every team or uh, every match is played at the same time, which gives you, um, I guess you've just got to play football, uh, but you have no idea what's going on in the other game as such or what you have to do. No, but I think everybody goes out there knowing what they have to achieve before that. And I think if you're just focusing on that, then you're going to get the job done if you're wondering about what's happening in the other game and trying to focus on that, like that's when you lapse concentration and that's when the other team can potentially take advantage. So I think it's figuring that out. And if you're going ahead in goals, maybe it's changing tactics at that point to control the game a little bit more and, and slow it down and, you know, keep the ball. Um, but otherwise, it's just going to be, you know, going for gold. Like you need to be scoring goals. You need to be creating these chances and winning the game. And that's what they'll go out there doing. Well, because of that result last night, and I'm talking about the one that was in Hamilton, we are still second on goal difference. So at the moment we're in, we're through. Um, so we are in control of our own destiny in, in that respect. Absolutely. I think it's going to be a really interesting last game. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if Norway can pull back a point, especially coming in here as the favourites of the group. Um, but for us, I think it's going to be um, a tough match. Uh, Switzerland are a good side, but we just need to front up and, and get in there and have the support of New Zealand and bring it home. OK. Uh, what dangers do you think uh, Switzerland possess for us? If we, 
Uh, I mean, we have, as you say, we, we basically have to go out and win this game. We win this game, we're through. It's as simple as that. And there, there, there'll be no yep. qualms about that. But Switzerland, uh, I, I still feel their best performance is, is sitting there waiting for them. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could say that about any team um, coming in that they haven't had their best performance yet. And I think as the tournament goes through, um, we see more and more quality coming from these players. Um, but I think Switzerland, they're a dangerous team. They can score goals and they can keep the ball and move it around. Um, they're definitely not to be underestimated. They've had some great results in the past leading up to the World Cup as well. Um, so I think it's just a, it's it's a mental game going into that about um, not letting the pressure get to you, controlling the game and kind of stepping back and, um, I guess, finding our way to play and not, um, I guess, I've forgotten the word, but I'm going basically, yeah, yeah. yeah, like playing to their style, yeah. I, I want to also, uh, if you look throughout the, the remainder of the other seven groups, Who's impressed you the most? Who, who's the side you thought, wow, okay, uh, they look ready here? I think Japan. I think Japan look awesome. Um, they're always a quality side. They can pass the ball around so easily and they just they use their strength and size and technical ability in such a gracious way that the game just looks so effortless. Um, they've really, really impressed me and I think they'll do well in this tournament. Oh, I, yeah, um, well, in their group, and they play today, they play Costa Rica, Spain play Zambia today, so that guy, group group C has already had eight goals, we've only had four and four matches, about eight and two, and I, I would imagine we're going to see a hell of a lot more today as well. Uh, overall, it just if, if you look at the pattern of football, Emma, it, it doesn't look like you get much time on the ball um, at this level of women's football. The defensive side of things is just so aggressive. Yeah, absolutely. The game moves so quick. Um, at the international level and it's even professional level you're you're moving ball so fast but then international level is just another game um, and the only way to keep moving it is to keep playing international games I think we uh, it's a fast paced game and people are going to make mistakes you can't do everything 100% right especially at that speed and intensity um, and to back it up game after game after game with a few days rest is really really intense um, but the girls are professionals and they, they just come out. So I think, yeah, limited time on the ball. You just have to move it around and be confident and trust your teammates. So, uh, OK, um, I'll put uh, your selectors hat on uh, just finally here if we can, uh, Emma. Uh, <laughs> what combination would you start with? Would you start with the starting 11 that we saw last night and uh, go from there again? Or would you perhaps start with the, uh, the 11 that started after half time? How would you look at it? I think, yeah, I would start it with the 11 from half time. Um, I think that would be an interesting starting team to, to go with. And I think um, you just have to play the game. And based on if they're shutting us down or a particular player down, like that's where we need to think on the spot and potentially put somebody else on to, to change that game and be unpredictable and bring something that they haven't seen. So, yeah, I think mixing up the starting 11, um, just one or two players would make a huge difference. Um, not that anybody's been playing badly or anything. It just you have to um, adapt to the game and who you're versing and play against their weaknesses. So, yeah, I, w- I would put on the starting 11 from the second half. Yeah, I, I think I totally agree with you on what I saw, actually. 
Um, but I, as I say, very amateur, I, as opposed to your professional one, which we've been uh, really happy to have uh, this morning, uh, Emma. Thanks so much for your impressions of last night. As frustrating as it was, uh, we've got to turn the page and get on with it. Cheers, uh, Emma, and uh, we'll catch up again shortly. Thanks for your time. Thank you.